about the game between the Redskins and the Eagles. We talk about the injury report, roster moves, time trivia, and John's feelings about Derek Anderson as the next Redskins quarterback. This and much more. Hi, Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo. What's yo, yo. Welcome back, Josh. Ha- what's happening? I Man? think it's the dead albatross around the Redskins' okay. neck. I hate the Eagles, man. Oh, those freaking Eagles. Ugh. That's enough die, of that. Yeah, that's enough Eagles, of that. Die. You know what's really sad, though, right now, is I think the Eagles are just one game back of Dallas. Dude, am I the only one the amongst us that thinks that Dallas sucks and so do the Eagles? Dallas is horrible. Dallas is not good. Dallas is not good. There's only but two they're winning good teams. the division. I know, but there's really only two good teams I can see in the NFC, and that is the Vikings and the Saints, who we're playing this week. That's all right, dude. We're going to totally manhandle the Saints. Oh, they have a losing man. streak against the Redskins. Um, yeah, how's You'll this going to go now that I've got sound clips of Josh when Josh is live on the podcast? You're not gonna. You're not going to use them. You don't need them. I can use oh, them to really? like make. I can use your comments to comment on things that you say. No, I don't <laughs> want to hear that. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Seriously, seriously. All right, Josh is getting been out of shape about it, so we're not. I did miss. I did upset. miss doing the podcast with you guys last week, and I have to point out, which I said before the podcast. That John did not give my full kick that I wrote. Well, last week he gave your game ball to like some random person. I forget. Well, random Aaron took like, yours. And, he made and stuff I up. will say I did not, uh, I, I'll let you explain it once, go ahead and explain it cause, uh, cause I can defend myself on that. Okay. Actually, my, last my, week my... we already did defend ourselves, but, but, but carry on, my wayward son. <laughs> In, in defense, yes, it's true, it's true. In defense of my kick last week, which was kicking London Fletcher, let me just say that Seriously. my full kick said, I'm kicking London Fletcher because of the, he allowed the touchdown at the end of that really broken play, and then I said, and I'm kicking him really because I'll probably never ever have another chance to kick London Fletcher again. And and, and I do believe player. that uh that Aaron and I both agreed that London Fletcher did not actually give up that touchdown, that it's not a linebacker's responsibility to cover a wide receiver. Hey right. but I just wanted to clarify. But didn't didn't London Fletcher also drop an interception or was that this week? I don't know, dude, but I'm going first this week since I wasn't here last week. Oh, you think so? <laughs> No, that means you I have think, to go I think by not being last. here last week, you uh, you actually should be going third. Uh, yeah, you, for for missing. You get a timeout. Go uh, sit in the corner, dude. Yeah, whatever, dude. I think I, I think that's that's whatever. that's absolutely fair. Dude, it was okay, funny when I was well, watching the game with my two year old, and I was like, "Call timeout, timeout!" And she's like, "They're in timeout." <laughs> <laughs> and then I was looked over, and I was like, "Well, yeah, they are." <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, let's get into it, dude. Right, three and eight. Into it. Three and eight ain't too great. Let's talk about the effing Eagles, man. Um, we have to. I can't yeah. stand. Them. I can't stand the Eagles, dude. I hate the Eagles. Uh, do I have that? Do I have that clip on here? I, oh, here. I, do, I believe you do. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. Dude, dude you can't dude. play that. You're gonna. You gotta. You, you gotta give off. a warning for the people who are listening at work. Oh, whoops. Dude, you're gonna have to bleep that out. Seriously, we can't have the explicit on the podcast. This is a family show because we've never done that before. Since when Ever. is it a family show? Yeah, you're gonna go back and bleep it out in post, and let's. Josh continue. is just mad because he doesn't. He's he's gonna get people are gonna listen to it and yell at him. Yeah, dude, I can't believe your brother dropped an f bomb in the middle of your nationally syndicated radio show. <laughs> Seriously, exactly. I can't believe he went to the Carolina Stadium and almost get kicked out. <laughs> seriously. Control, control yourself, dude. Control, dude. Seriously, control. Calm, oh. dude. You're being very undoed, dude. Being very undoed. Anyway, right, so the Eagles game. Um, I, I I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say about it except for that we got some scrubs that are playing their tails off. Um. The last two games the Redskins have actually played, I think, are the best two games they've played this season, even though they're missing tons of players, mm-hmm. and yet we still can't we still can't win. Well, against just, not good teams, the Cowboys suck. They're the uh, worst eight and three team I've ever seen in my life, and the Eagles suck too. They're scrubs. not good. Oh, they're horrible, dude. No, they're horrible. There was some ad this week on uh, on TV, like Fox or one of those stations, whoever's carrying the game. For Dallas and the Giants this week. We're playing this ad and it was like, and the struggling G-men meet up again with Tony Romo and the Cowboys. There's gonna be trouble. And I was like, <laughs> seriously? Tony Romo trouble. Why is it always Tony Romo and the Cowboys? Isn't he part of the team? <laughs> well, you know, they, they have, have to pick, pick the most predominant player. player on the team. And you know, right? He's always there with that big open mouth and the hat turned backwards. So, <laughs> Quinton Portis, oh. and the Redskins face. It's Quinton Portis and the Redskins. Moving forward, let's yeah. go straight into the kicks. Jumpy Gaithers. We might as well because I really don't even. Uh, you know, I got my notes right here, and. Uh, I'm looking. I'm, I'm just kicking Stefan high. I'm just throwing it away, and right now, so oh, I'm gonna go first. And my kicking ball already went. Or this already week's kicking the balls award. Already got my kicking. Yeah. Yeah. All right, because Josh missed last week, we're gonna go ahead and make him last. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give my kick. To Stefan Heyer. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, he, I don't know. Have I been calling him out since like at least last year or what? Two holding penalties. He should have had a false start penalty, but he and uh, that that the third guy on the team named, uh, what the hell is his name? Number 50. That guy, they both moved on the same play and they called a false start on him instead of Stefan higher, but they should have called it on him anyway, so he should have had three penalties just in the second half. 
His he name's sucks. Edwin Edwin Williams. Edwin Williams, as opposed to Mike Williams or Eddie Williams, or you mean Obh? Joshua Williams. Obh. Yeah, OBH. he's horrible. So yeah, I body hired totally gets my kick in the balls for this game. Man, cut. Good choice. Good choice. Right. On. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Um, okay, is it my turn? <laughs> I'm giving my kick in the balls to every single one of the referees because I can't tell you how many times during that game, and it wasn't just once or twice, it was like six, seven, eight times, the Eagles were holding and it didn't get called. And it was like blatant. There was one play that they even re-showed where I think it was Andre Carter coming in and then Philip Daniels was on the other side and they were both getting held and then I think it was Andre Carter still tipped the pass even after getting held, and they didn't call it. And then, and then you know, on the Redskins drive, it's a it's a big critical third down and long, and they convert. Um, I, I believe it was Marcus Mason wearing his second number of the year. It was either him or Quintine. Yeah, it was someone who ran for like twenty yards, and they called back a holding penalty on um, on Mike, Mike Sellers. Sellers. And then they showed it, and he didn't he didn't do anything. I was like, yeah, it wasn't even close to being holding. And then there's still the questionable that I sent the picture to uh, you guys of um, on that two point conversion if they had um, a legal men downfield on the pass play because it looked like number fifty nine was uh, past the line of scrimmage in in my um, in your opinion, opinion. in my opinion. So, and you know what's uh, funny about that, Aaron? You and I were talking about this after the game. And Josh, you 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 may have noticed this this year as well that you almost never hear illegal man downfield, you know, on a pass being called. And part of the reason of that is that a lot of times they'll declare someone eligible and they won't say it. Like the not like you know someone like like Joe Yuck is going to say, oh, and they declare number fifty seven uh, eligible for this play because they never say that. Like you might hear it more on the radio, but. <laughs> seriously like that night the football night in america game i think it was there were two illegal men downfield plays within 10 minutes of each other that were called and i was like oh well that's why those guys are doing like the a game of the week and we get these crappy referees that are afraid simply because they're in philadelphia mm-hmm. and they don't want to call anything against the home team yeah so anyway that's why my kick is going to them because they were pretty bad and they only called it one way. I was just like, come on, if you're going to call it that way, you got to call stuff for us as well. I also think there was super holding. Another big play where I called it out was on that last drive of the Eagles where they got that long pass down the field. I swear there was holding on that. Whoever was coming from the, uh, from the offense, from the left side, whoever was coming from the left side got held. Anyway, Josh, moving to yours. Um, yeah, except for I gave mine first before John gave his, actually. Oh, so you did? listen to the podcast, you'll hear, you'll hear it. John was kind of listening to himself talk, but I gave mine in, in the meantime. Who are you giving yours to? Stefan Iron, and then you took it after me. So, oh, 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 that's right. When you were, you were trying to go first, even though you were supposed to go third this week because you were on a <laughs> <laughs> You're on probation. <laughs> actually. You were on podcast actually, probation. <laughs> PP. I'm on, I'm on the PP. <laughs> um, I gotta give I, I gotta give a kick to whoever it was. I know you just said it may have been holding, but unless I see that, which I, I went back through that play and I didn't see where there was holding there. Some D back dropped their um, dropped their you know what they were supposed to be doing. 
Uh, and I don't know if it was Fred Smoot. I don't know who it was over there. Wait, what player are you talking play, about? Are you, are you talking about the, the, player, the super egregious one early in the game that looked like a college play when the wide receiver was open by like 25 yards? By like 25 yards standing in the corner of the end zone. That's, yeah. not the play, yeah. that's not the play I was talking about, though. I was talking about on that last drive. But go ahead. Well, my my kick goes to uh, who whoever it was that missed their pickup or whatever happened there. And, I don't know what it was. And you know there, who but, you were. <laughs> you know, yeah, Aaron and I were What's talking that? about – we're debating this. It was either number 30, Laurent Landry, or number 22, Carlos Rogers. I thought Smoot was playing that side over there. See, that Aaron, that's what Aaron said too, but he I thought he was obviously playing zone because he went about 10, 12 yards deep and then like cut in. Like well, then, he was obviously he playing was in an area. Well, then Rodgers well, had to be on the twilight zone side. or something, dude, because some, whoever it was totally missed that, that pickup and that oh, he yeah. was just like stand, standing yeah. around back there like we used to play on the street. It's like, throw it to me, I'm way down here at the end of the block. And if it and was E-Man's Landry. like hanging out going, oh, man. And if it was Landry, I have to give him another mini kick because there was another one of those plays where he did a swan dive and, like, didn't did. tackle the guy, he did, and he got called out by Joe Yuck. Even Joe Yuck called him out on it. Yeah, he, that was yeah. horrible. <laughs> that was bad he again. He bounced off the guy. It was his, t- it was his like, uh, Signature little sailor's dive thing that he always yep. does. He was like, "You've got, they've, you've got to wrap him up." I bet if you did a Google search of um, Leron Landry of the images right now, you'd probably find two or three of the sailor's dive. He does it so much. So it would be like two well, or three see. of the sailor dive and one of uh, Brandon Jacobs running him over last year. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's Which move is probably f- why, if you think about it, ever since he got run over by big ass Brandon Jacobs. He's, that was for Landry, sorry. Ever since he got run over by big-ass Brandon Jacobs in the opener last season against the Giants, he's kind of gone downhill. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why he's not tackling so well, because he he's afraid of getting hurt. I guess. I don't know, dude. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that would be afraid of that, but something's up. I don't know what Yeah, I don't know if he was afraid after he called out Roy Williams for being afraid the week before. Yeah, well, when when you dive at the guy and you miss him instead of hitting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just suckitude. Suckitude. Yep. Anyway, yeah. let's move forward. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Oh yeah. We need new music for that. I'm sick of the elusive thing. Well... Is it really elusive? I mean, we give one every week. It is for people like Justin Tryon. Is you that going to be your game ball ago. this week? Nope. No way. You're not going to give it. He had a pick, dude. I don't That's care. Your You've been like saying he's the yeah. best player like to come along since Daryl Green ever since day one. Dude, I'm not going to give a game ball to someone that does something that should be <laughs> an everyday part of their job. Uh, okay. Uh, that didn't make. All right, sense, I'll, I will run down Justin Tryon's numbers in just a minute. Then you, you go right ahead. One tackle, one interception. All right. Um, that, would, I... that would be two passes defended, one interception for three yards, and a hit pointer. All right. Well, I'm going to have to give my game ball. This is kind of out there, but I'm going to have to give uh, my game ball to uh, Malcolm Kelly for pulling in two huge catches, one over. Um, 
what's his face, Samuel, who had two interceptions on the day. And I have to say that these oh, injuries man. and whatnot, um, all these scrubs getting to play, they're starting to look like we actually have some depth for next year since these dudes Dude, are getting It's, it's letting us build the team because they're getting real-time play. Yeah, you know? yeah, they're getting confidence. Like Malcolm Kelly, Devin Thomas is having good games. All uh-huh. the other running backs to the point where I'm like, uh, do we really need Portis? No and, cut! And even this I mean, like hodgepodge offensive line is is not as bad as the offensive line earlier in the year. Think about it, dude. Your, your scrubs can practice all, all week long, but unless they're actually getting game time where they're playing different opponents and, you know, it's it means something to them where, you know, their actions mean either a score or a tackle or whatever it might be. Um, seriously, they're building. we're building into the team by these people being hurt and allowing – these second and third string players to uh, to actually get on the field. Yeah, some guys who are actually out there playing with heart, not like Clinton Portis. Uh, and, anyway. and the funny thing about it is, is it was unintended on the part of Dan Snyder, and it might actually be helping the team for the future. And you know that those guys, the Danny and the Vinny, are both going to be like, "Oh, well, we played a lot of young players in 2009." <laughs> that's building up for the future like they'll totally take credit for it even though it's a complete accident and the team is just completely falling apart at 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 the center with the offensive line to begin with because they were you know drafting horribly and signing stupid free agents and then it'll be like chris cooley and fred davis who will get the start we'll see um, yeah, that's i hope they that we'll both talk will play about for the future I think with two tight ends, two tight ends could be a good thing for us. Yeah. I mean, I'm just using that as an example, but you know, it's like they'll play those angles next year. Old Larry Michael would be on there. We'll see who's going to get the start in Redskins Park this week. Boo, 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 boo. Oh, speaking of, did you guys catch the, during the game when uh, Moose showed how much he knows the Redskins when he was like, when um, uh, Mike <laughs> Sellers got injured and he goes, I can guarantee you. They're going to put in Rock Cartwright as the fullback. And I was like, what? I said, dude, he's like five feet tall. <laughs> I know. I was like, you're going to see Yoder in there before I could get the words out. And Yoder was, was in the huddle. But I do have to say, I do have to say in his defense, they have done that before in years past. Like two years ago, they used Rock Cartwright as a fullback, as an emergency And then they fullback. realized their mistake. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, and that. I think that's what Moose must have been thinking about because he was like, he's like, what, 5'8", five, 5'7"? Five, <laughs> he's teeny, dude, as far as fullbacks go. Yeah, and dude, yeah, you totally called it. You were like, dude, Quinton Ganther. I didn't and say that. What was up with the onside kick? I said Yoder was going to be in there. Oh, I mean uh, Yoder, yeah. Um, Dude, that obviously showed that the Eagles had no respect for our offense. Mm. And I brought that up. I'm bringing that up because, like you were saying with Moose, he was just like, that shows the, the respect they have for an NFC opponent that they want to try and play like that. I was like, did you forget to say dis before you said respect? I know. I was like, that's kind of backwards thinking. I know. Yeah. Yeah. What was that about? But you know what? If he had said disrespect, he was exactly right because they totally called us on it or they totally caught us on it and we just got lucky and were able to pull the ball down. I think it was Ganther who pulled it down. It was. And he ran almost like, broke yeah. it. I know. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, I mean, Good yeah, it was answer. total disrespect, and it was warranted because the Redskins weren't ready for it. 
except for a Quinton Ganther, who's going to be probably our starting running anything. back next year. Between yeah, him he was and, ready for anything because yeah, exactly. Between him and uh, Marcus Mason. Mm-hmm. Who, did you see they kept Mason putting Marcus Mason in on the goal line thing as a decoy and the goal line plays yeah, what, the first two touchdowns? Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was interesting because they kind of made it look like they were going to go to him because those were the first couple plays he was in were the goal line plays that we scored on. But they didn't mm-hmm. go to him. Anyway. All right, what about... Uh, what number is he wearing, dudes? What about... What? Uh, what number is Marcus Mason wearing? I think he, went, he is 32, I think. I think he's wearing 32 now, and he was wearing 24. I liked him better as 24. I did, too. I didn't like 32. I, that's that's like a real scrub number for the Redskins. 32. You, who's you, wearing... You give him something better. Who's wearing 24? Uh, I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I wonder. It makes me wonder. Um, did he choose that number, or did they just give it to him? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Maybe um, that's the number he right now is still open. So Marcus Mason took thirty-two. So maybe that's a number that means something to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what he played when he was at like Maryland Prep or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maryland Preparatory College, um, College Park. All right, whose turn is it? Are we done? I, oh oh no, we only went. You were the, you're the only one that's given a game ball so far. Actually, right, go ahead. It is. Um, I'm going to go time. along in the same vein that you've been going, Aaron. I'm going to give mine to Devin Thomas. Um, he went four for 46 in the game. Plus he also had four kick returns since mm-hmm. rock was the official starting running back. He had four kick returns for 94 yards. Yes. Yeah, pretty solid. And I also want to point out that what I've noticed with Devin Thomas over the last few weeks is how he's been like fighting for yards and some individual effort to get the couple first downs. It's pretty, uh, Encouraging to see that kind of play out of him. I, I like the fact that he's playing, he's taking hits, and he's not getting injured because that was kind of a knock on him in the beginning. Dude is built. He's built like kind of big like Art Monk. Um, I really like what he's bringing to the, to the field right now, and I guess that's why he moved up on the depth chart ahead of Malcolm Kelly because Kelly's got that home run threat, that long, tall guy that you know can run way downfield like Randy Moss. Devin Thomas is somebody that can that can go across the middle and take a hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you guys think this kind of seems like the preseason for next year already? Yes. Yes. And it's kind of encouraging. <laughs> We're both like, yes. It's kind of encouraging to me, though, because I'm seeing some uh, some good things out of these guys. Dude, you know. Dudes. Even though we suck. Go ahead, John. No, I, 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 I was just going to comment on the fact that we may not win another game this year unless we beat Oakland. And, and you know, if we get a high draft pick and we draft someone good, um, it, although they'll probably draft someone like Tim Tebow to be the quarterback, which I think would be really scary. Um, I thought Jason Campbell played a good game. He had one bad decision there at the end where he could have run the ball on his own. But for the most part, I thought he had a pretty good game. He did throw those two picks to Samuel. He got he uh he, he did. I he know. did throw those two. And I mean Samuels was just like watching the route. He jumped both times. He is playing well, better though completions. than he was earlier in the year. And he behind is, but you know what? He did those two picks. Weren't they both in the red zone? Um, I think so. I think they were, and that has been something Jason Campbell has done his whole career in Washington is turn the ball over in the red zone a lot. 
Well, they were in the, our own red zone on the one. They got the Oh, ball that's like right. That's right. They were the other way, and that's why the defense was just like, oh, what do we do? Because here we go again. That's yeah, right. Those two picks turned into six points for the Eagles, which was the difference in the game. Right. But you really can't bust on the defense for that because – they were getting the ball. It was with they weren't. I think one was in the red zone and one was in like the twenty something. But yeah, I mean, really short field for for the Eagles to have to go down and score some points. Yeah, I, yeah. I think. But Josh, like you were saying, it's hard to tell with Campbell. He does. He seems to be doing better than he has been because he's getting better protection on the line. Yep. I don't know. But you saw know. the two-minute drill at the end of the game. It wasn't Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, it's, it's, it's not enough for me for what we need at quarterback at this point. I don't see Jason Campbell getting better as a Redskin. I don't think he's going to get better and be, you know, I don't think he's going to get much better as a quarterback at this point. I, I don't see it. He's yeah. been in the league too long. Oh well, hey, let me let me comment on something because John, you mentioned that. Um, oh gosh, no, it's totally it's totally leaving my mind. Well, you oh, you mentioned that we might not win another game this year at all, and except against Oakland. I don't know, except Oakland. But I just have this feeling, and I don't know what it is. It's a gut feeling because I think these scrubs have been coming out and playing. They're not really scrubs anymore. Our second and and third team. <laughs> You know, guys um, who are stepping up to become the starters. And I think they're playing harder and harder every week, and I think they're starting to gel. And I could see a surprise upset against New Orleans. I'm just going to say it. Dude, yeah, actually, yeah. I think you're right. And I'm looking at the schedule the last five games. We've got New Orleans at home, who we have a winning streak against. We should have lost to them the last time we played them, and we won. And I believe we won the time before that. Um, Oakland. We do have to go to the West Coast for that. We got the Giants, who are not very good. Uh, Monday night game. We got Dallas at home two days after Christmas on a Sunday night game. We should win that game. We should absolutely win that game. And then we have to go back to the West Coast to uh, face all shucks Norv in San Diego. So looking at we that schedule, even. I'm thinking we could probably go four or five wins. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, I know you think we're going to go 5-0, and oh, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're all like, uh, yeah. According to your precarious predictions, I think there there are games in there that we can win. There is not a game in that five that is unwinnable. Hey, Josh. Yo. Didn't you call it that we were going to go five and zero? Oh? I called it. That's what I thought, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think Josh, uh, Josh, you got to give a game ball. Sure, and since you didn't give it to this guy, and you knew who I was going to give it to, you, yeah. got to give a game ball in my typical defensive game ball fashion to London Fletcher, who just had an awesome game. Uh, what's his name? What's his face? Deshaun, whatever from the Eagles is still feeling it this week. Mm. He's going to be oh, out man. again from 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 that big hit that London Fletcher put on. Big legal hit. London, London Fletcher had 11 tackles and a sack. And a sack. And a pass defended. And an assist. And, and like you said, Josh, game. a big legal hit, unlike that late hit against Campbell at the end of the game where we, it didn't get called. 
Oh, yeah, not to mention that one on the special teams where the Eagles dude came down there and stepped on our guy's neck. Yeah, what was that about? Dude, what was that? That guy came down and, like, totally stepped on the guy's head. I was like, what, you know? I'm telling you, the the officials were afraid to call against the Eagles because they were intimidated. They were like the G team or something. They were like the, the, the low out. end they officials the, team and they were afraid because they were at the, the Eagles Stadium. They were at, they were the G stream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, um with that being said, I think we're gonna take a break and we'll come back and talk to you guys. Well yeah, we usually go into Tom's trivia after the break, but not today. Alright, we'll come back after the break and we're gonna go right into the injury report, right after these words from our sponsor. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. This week's episode of Harry Hog Football is brought to you by Cialis. When the time Cialis is right, will you be ready? If you have two tubs installed in your bathroom, ask your doctor <laughs> for a sample. If you have two tubs sitting outside, Cialis. feel free to sit in the uh, stagnant mosquito-infested water. <laughs> and ask yourself, when the time is right, will you be ready? <laughs> Getting- Wasn't that one of the rumors about Tiger Woods this past week that he had taken Cialis and couldn't get it to go down, and then he was trying to get to the hospital at two in the morning? Dude, we don't want to put it, the explicit. It had been more than four hours, and he 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 actually broke out the windows of his uh, Escalade, even though he's sponsored by Buick. Anyway, it's all GMC, dude. Because and and it's funny you should bring that up because I don't think any of us watch golf at all. <laughs> My dad does. <laughs> Did you see that drive? Dude, here's a bit of useless information for you. We were talking about Marcus Mason earlier. Marcus Mason and um, 49ers tight end Vernon Davis are from the same class. Okay, thank you. What's Vernon Davis is having a good season, too. Vernon Davis needs some tough love from a father figure, and Mike Singletary is the guy to give it, that's for sure. He's really responded to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking we might need a coach like that here in Washington. And while he's at it, he can slap the Danny around and fire Vinny. They were both first team All Metropolitan team in the D.C. you know Maryland area back in 2002. High school. Wow, that's interesting, man. Yep. That's interesting. That's interesting. High school time. Anyway, high school um, dude. Man, Marcus Marcus Mason was the all-time Maryland state record for career rushing in high school. In high school. High school, dude. Seriously. Dude, we dude, we've been talking about it. We I if you gave me a choice right now and said, "Could do you want Clinton Porter or Marcus Mason?" I'd say Marcus Mason. We've been saying that dude, since last his, year. In his high school career, he had 5,790 rushing yards. Good god. And he had and 86 he fail? touchdowns. In high school? And 86 touchdowns. Did he fail? 86? 
Touchdown? Good God. 86. Touchdown. Did he have like two junior years and two senior years? Is he? Did he graduate Dude. at like 20? I don't know. Man. I don't anyway, think he did. Uh, oh, dude, speaking of Marcus Mason, you guys have seen, we've seen him on TV enough and seen him in pictures and everything without his helmet on. Does Is it just me or does he look like he could be related to Trey Johnson? Dude, I have no idea uh, what Marcus Mason looks like. I can't picture Dude, you, if you would like, see, oh, were you not watching the game? I did you watch think the he game. could be Trey's illegitimate He cousin? could be like Trey's little brother. He looks like Trey Johnson. Just take away the dreadlocks and like 120 pounds. He looks like Trey Johnson. He has the same face. 120 pounds. Sebby looks more like when it comes time to eat, I need a salad. Not a... <laughs> nah, nah, when it's time to eat, I'm not a patient man. Exactly. Anyway, getting back to the itinerary, dudes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Clinton Portis. Portis. He's out this weekend. I haven't got room for the pain. It's time for the injury report. With John Adams. Oh, my damn arm! Um, yeah, Clint oh, Portis my- is out again this weekend for, I believe, his fourth <laughs> game now. And, you know, if it were me, oh, I'd already have him on the injured reserve list for the rest of the year. But you guys know oh, how my- I feel about Clinton Portis. Um, I think we have oh, plenty my- of good running backs on the team at this point, even with Quinton Ganther and Marcus Mason oh, my- being the, the guys along with The Rock, Rock Cartwright. Uh, but Jim Zorn has said, No, sir. No, I are. No, sir. Quentin Portis. Who drove the bus? Who drove the bus? It's Dude. too long, too far. Um, yep. However, Jeremy Jarman and Chris Cooley both made the IR this week. Hooray! Way to go! There's they're more the guys on the IR Washington than on the Red- roster. Dude, there's there are now nine Redskins on the injured reserve this year. Um, we knew Cl- Chris Cooley was a possibility because of his broken ankle. Jeremy Jarman, I don't know when the hell he hurt his his uh, ACL, but apparently he tore the ACL in his left knee, and he's done for the season, and, you know, he's not going to be ready to play next year until the last game of the season, really. I mean, he might come by, back by this time next year. Uh, I mean, it's no secret that guys do steroids and HGH to get <laughs> better from things like that all the time. Nah, dude, he's going to be back not. by season. It's, he can What's be that? back by the he can be back by the end of August. <laughs> it, it's no secret that guys do that to get back in the NFL, because especially HGH, because they don't test for it. But just because they get back and they get their body built back up doesn't put them back in playing shape, which we've seen many times in the last few years with guys that are tearing ACLs and MCLs and coming back in one year, but it still takes them a month and a half, two months to get into game playing a shape. So Jeremy Jarman and Chris Cooley. Have joined Chris Samuels, Chris Horton, Chad Reinhart, Randy Thomas, Liddell Betts. Um, am I forgetting anyone? Uh, did you say um, Randy Thomas? Uh, Colt Brennan. Oh yeah, Colt sounds Brennan. like a poker night. Yeah, um, seriously. Oh yeah. Speaking of Chris Samuels, I saw something this week that said he's hopeful he'll play again. Did you see this? That would be sweet. Uh, yeah, because dude, we well, all know that Stefan Hire is not getting it done. <laughs> dude, Stefan Hire is getting and... cut. He's horrible. <laughs> yeah, Sharp Aaron, dude, go man. ahead and play that that clip. Go ahead and play that clip of me, dude. Where uh, about Chris Cooley? Because a couple of weeks ago, I called it. I said Chris Cooley ain't gonna be back like that. He was like, Yeah, I might be back in about two weeks. All right, like, uh, no. 
You want me to play the clip about what you said about? Yeah, play it. Chris All right, hold on. Kulik. I'm going to play it right now. Hold on. I'm going to play it. Now, here's what you said about Chris Cooley. Dude, I think he may be a dead albatross around the Redskins' necks. That is not what I said. <laughs> that is not what I said about Chris Cooley. Play the other one. Play the other, play the other one. I don't have that you know. one queued up. How about this? Dude, I called it. I called it. <laughs> oh, oh, that one. Oh. <laughs> I called it. Dude. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I call which oh, one's man. which one's the live Josh? Oh man! <laughs> which oh, one's the live man. Josh? This one or this one? Um, Is it live? Uh, going on with the uh, injury report. Uh, is this man working is... out? All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, because of the injuries and the oh yeah, D'Angelo Hall has today on Wednesday has been. Bump down to doubtful for this weekend. So Aaron's dog, uh, Carlos Rogers, is looking like he's going to get the start again. What is the um, Hall the new um, Sean Springs? The new Sean? I don't know. It, it's he's got a sprained knee, so I mean that does take some time to come back from. And but you know, at this point, with certain players, you are going to question who's not coming back from injury because they don't want to put a bunch of effort into a three and eight season. What about Hainsworth? Speak, What's his deal? Yeah, speaking of speculation on that, Hainsworth actually has had a better week so far. It's not known if he's going to play this weekend, but he is getting better. I'm I'm predicting he's not going to play. They're going to hold him out for one more week and save him for the week after that. I'm um, predicting he's going to play. I, I hope he doesn't because I don't want to see him go out there, play for three plays, re-injure that ankle, and be gone. I want him in on the team for when we play the Giants and the Cowboys at home. I would rather him sit out for the next two weeks. I'd rather him play all those games. Well, yeah, I'd rather him play all those games, but he's never played a 16-game season. Well, well he's, he's never got that played, streak He's alive. never started every game in a 16-game season, but we he, knew that. He's kept that streak alive, so now he can get back in and play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the anti-London Fletcher. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Justin Tryon's Justin Tryon's got the left hit pointer, but he is a uh, probable. He played Smoot. in the last game after he got injured. He came back in. Yeah, Fred Smoot. They're saying he injured his head, but they're <laughs> they're not speculating about that. So I don't know exactly what that means. I think he injured it before means. that one play where he got a that guy get that touchdown. That's when he injured his head. I think he, he had a concussion, home. dude. I remember seeing him get hit pretty hard. Well, they're saying that uh, he's. They're saying he's fine, but I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. We'll see. And I mean, we all have heard how they're more than ever. They're really focusing on concussions and making sure that players are not playing with them this year more than all ever. Over. Because we've seen how some, you know, some of the the players from the classic era in the '60s and '70s. Mm-hmm. Some of those guys. I mean, there's guys that have been what, especially from the Pittsburgh Steelers of all teams from the '70s. I mean, there's guys from that team or from that decade that are. They're dying, and they have the brain of an 80-year-old man with Alzheimer's. So we know how important it is to be aware of the concussions and not to play guys who have concussions. So do, it would not like surprise me. leather if, if helmet on their heads. Hits. Yeah, well, not then. But, yeah, that was back in the single-bar <laughs> days, the single-bar helmet. Seriously. What yeah. was that about? Okay, so does that wrap up the injury report? Um, 
let's see. Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. So I can go ahead and do the roster moves because linebacker Alvin Bowen and Rob Jackson, defensive end, seventh-round draft pick, have been promoted from the practice squad. So we got two more young scrubs who we may see how they do. Dude, I thought Um, Rob Jackson was your favorite preseason guy. Rob Jackson was good. Yeah, I thought so. He's got he's got potential. He's got some potential. Um, and to replace them on the practice squad, the uh, Redskins have signed someone with a great last name, as always, uh, defensive lineman Antoine. What's up, Holmes? And they've re-signed uh, the wide receiver, one of Aaron's favorite guys, the truck jumper Keith Eloy, back to the practice oh, yeah. squad. What about Doug Dutch Oven? <laughs> um, Doug Dutch Oven is still on the practice squad. I think it's kind of weird we signed someone to the practice squad that's a wide receiver, though. Because, um, I mean, we got we Marco got Mitchell, who's not even getting on the field. But at this point, all right. If you guys watched the Monday night game with Greg Williams' defense, he had his top three defensive backs out of the game. And he went out and signed Chris McAllister, former pro bowler for the Ravens, but out of football. And um, 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 Mike McKenzie, who was another defensive back, I believe played for the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. He played. He was pretty good. And they went in there and they were playing great. Those guys were sitting at home on their couches watching the games. Hey, we have Justin Tryon and Carlos Rogers. And we've got – yeah, exactly. Those guys, both of them are better than Carlos Rogers, and he's been playing every week. (laughs) And Greg Williams could have been our head coach. Should have been the head coach. Had to get paid a million-dollar buyout because we didn't keep him for being the head coach. Oh, man. Way to go, Danny and Vinny. Dude, he's going to be blitzing like every play this week. I would. Anyway. Okay, moving forward, now that the roster moves are complete, it's finally time after a two-week hiatus He's Tom's Trivial. Oh, Miss Elphaba, the things one hears these days. Hey, guys. Another episode of Tom's Trivia. Um, I sent that question and answer in last week, but I guess with Josh being out of town, um, it didn't get uh, received. At least, and then I can get checked and add to the podcast. So we'll double dip today and make up for it. Um, so let's uh, retrace our steps here. So a couple of weeks ago, the question was, what, um, who was the last opponent the Redskins had who came into the game off of a victory? Because the Redskins had this crazy streak of every team either being winless or at the very least losing the previous week. Um, the answer is last year's season finale, the San Francisco game. Francisco had beaten the Rams the week before, and that was the last time. So every time this year, up to, up to the Dallas game, actually up through the Dallas game, the team that we had beaten, the team we had played, hadn't lost their game before. So yeah, it was all the way back to last year. Um, congratulations to Bob in Washington, D.C. for getting the answer correct. He is a new winner. And uh, add him to the list. And that's his first, hopefully, many correct answers submitted. Congratulations to you. Hi. So the question I submitted last week was in response to the Dallas game where we lost 7-6. to six. And I said that there were actually only five times in the history of the Redskins that they managed to score points, give up less than 10 points, and still lose. It's very hard to do. They've done it five times, four of them have been in division, three of them actually quite recently, including the Dallas game. But one of them was out of division. 
when was it? When was it one time against a non-division opponent that the Redskins scored points and you lost? Right, good luck with that. And then I'll ask another question, um, somewhat similar, based on the uh, Eagle game the other day. And the question is, uh, when was the last time the Redskins scored um, in every quarter of the game and lost? Uh, it's pretty hard for the Redskins to do it. The score every quarter, especially if the tune's on. We had done it once before, but we won that game. So when was the last time the Redskins scored in every, each quarter of the game? It doesn't matter how they scored, it's each quarter of the game and still managed to lose. Alright, well, um, I assume we all have pretty low expectations for this weekend, especially after watching uh, what the Saints could do last night against the Patriots. But uh, I have a sneaky suspicion they may overlook us. At the very least, keep the game close. Um, I hope to be at the game. My wife, born and raised in Louisiana, will be wearing a Saints jersey, so if you get interested. But um, I'll be there straight and rich this year. All right, I'll be rich. Eight. All right. Thank you, Tom, for that trivia question. And if you know the answer, go ahead and send it on in to Tom. That's T O M for those of you who cannot spell at HarryHogFootball.com. Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. And if you have any other email, go ahead and send it in to RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com, and we'll try to answer it. We got a few emails this week that I haven't even I haven't got a chance to answer yet. Um. Is it you haven't got a chance to answer them yet, or are you like I was last week where you just shut yourself off from football for two days after the the debacle? No, I haven't gotten a chance to answer them yet, but I will. Okay. One of them, um, I forget who sent it in. mighty professional. Was asking how we felt about the Redskins getting um, Derek Anderson. He sucks. (laughs) He's horrible. He had like... Some like random nine game good streak two years ago, and they gave him this huge contract in Cleveland. And uh, Cleveland, and I was like, "You just drafted Brady Quinn, and you're signing this guy who this journeyman quarterback, quarterback who's like a journeyman at 25 to this monster contract. No wonder their organization is is arguably worse than Washington's. Well, what the, a horrible choice. Derek Anderson sucks. Well, Whoever sent that in, dude, seriously. Well, the, Derek Anderson. Hold on, bad. dude. In his defense, he had to, he had to say that we have a lot more weapons as far as receivers and whatnot than It, it doesn't matter if he can't head. throw the ball to him. He's inaccurate. He can't throw the ball to anybody. He has games what did he? What did he have a game like a month and a half ago where he threw for like forty nine yards? I don't know, dude. I don't watch Seriously. the Browns games. Come on, I can barely dude, stomach. I don't care if I don't care if it's Princess Anne High School. If you throw for forty nine yards in a game, you suck, <laughs> dude. I can barely stomach the Redskins games. How am I going to watch a Browns game? Dude, Derek, uh, Derek Anderson Jason sucks. Campbell if we sign like him, that would be totally. A, it would be totally appropriate if if the Vinny was just like, we want Derek Anderson. All right. He's awesome. Well, whoever sent that in, you know how John feels about it. You know how I feel about it. <laughs> um, oh, man. I wasn't really too keen on the idea, but I wasn't going to go off that hard on it. Seriously. Hey, I'll give a Dude, shout it's out. It's not like that. we were talking about like a mid-level quarterback who was good. Derek Anderson's horrible. <laughs> John, let's move on. Let's move forward. Forward. Moving forward. Okay, um... Uh, Russ Grimm Wait. is in the final 25 for the Hall of Fame again. 
again. And he'll probably be shafted again. again. Well, this year, let me talk let me talk about the guys who are obviously gonna get in. We know that Emmett just for men Smith is gonna get in. I was gonna say, are there any we, Cowboys eligible? Because they're gonna get Of in. course there are. Because you know they'll put them in. Um Jerry Rice is in, obviously. Charles Haley, former Cowboy and 49er. The guy's got like a whole fist of Super Bowl rings. He should be in. Shannon Sharp is getting to that point where he should get in. Dick LeBeau, the defensive coordinator. Um, I believe he's a senior committee in uh, a choice, but he should definitely be getting in, the defensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. Um, he's been there for like 34 years, and, and he definitely should be in. Um, but that vote... With the Hall of Fame, it's a minimum of three, maximum of seven every year. And, you know, that's what, one, two, three. If you put in Sharp, four, five, including Haley and Dick LeBeau, um, Russ Grimm needs to be in there. Mm -hmm. We all know how good, if you think of offensive lines from the entire decade in the 1980s, the only one you think of is the Hogs. And there isn't a single member of the best offensive line of the 1980s in the Hall of Fame that led, that blocked, and protected for three separate quarterbacks and three separate running backs that all... They won three Super Bowls with three separate running backs and three separate quarterbacks. Won three Super Bowls. I think that tells you a lot about that offensive line. They went to four. Don't forget that one either. And they went to four of them, although they did have Riggins and Theismann in in the, uh, the Oakland debacle. But, uh, you know, it was, they were a great line. Russ Grimm could play multiple positions on the line, and he was really the anchor for that time. And he definitely – brother Russ, brother Grimm deserves to be in. Think of our offensive line now, and then think of the exact opposite, and that's Russ Grimm. <laughs> yeah, and everybody else there. In Dude, the I think Levi Jones is shaping up to be the new Russ Grimm. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, man, I don't know what uh, game you were watching. John, I fully expected to hear uh, the dude, crickets seriously? after that. No. I fully expected to hear the crickets after that. <laughs> well, you, I thought I was going to hear the crickets after Derek Anderson, but you heard what we got from John. Yeah, yeah. i got to stop drinking before we do the podcast. I was really upset when I heard that. Anyway, uh, the next game is, of course, at home against the Saints, and uh, Greg Williams will be marching back in town as a defensive coordinator. Trip G. Surprise upset. Look for the surprise upset. And John writes visions of game versus Pats in 07 are dancing in my head. Is that like (laughs) supposed to be to a Christmas song that I'm supposed to be singing at? Well, if you guys remember, um, do you remember? I believe the Pat, the Patriots put up a number against the Redskins that started with a five. (laughs) Oh, I remember. I'll never forget. It was like one of the worst games I've ever seen besides that 49ers preseason game in like. 1998. Yeah, dude, but they were using cameras. Uh, Remember? That matters not. No, dude, that was the undefeated <laughs> season. They weren't even they weren't even cheating allegedly at that point. There was a camera in that cutoff sweatshirt that what's his name wears Belichick in the hood. I'm sure. The hoodie. Under the armpits of the of the. Uh, anyway, it might the... it might be the letdown time. You know, this might be the time when uh when um. You know, Mercury Morris gets to pop that champagne, and he'll be thanking the Redskins, the same team that they beat in the 72 uh, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It could yeah. happen. Josh, are you calling the upset, or are you, you just kind of alluding to it? I'm just – Are you calling I'm not it? I'm calling it. I'm You're just not saying calling I'm, it? 
I have a gut feeling. I called it. I have a feeling. What's that? I have a feeling. I called Aaron, it. Aaron, what was that? <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Josh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Josh said he called it. All right, sweet. Good to know. That is on record that I hate Derek Anderson and Josh called a victory. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> Send us some email. Um, I'm sure we're going to get mail. Let's I'm, say I have a fever. Dudes, I'm sure. I have a fever. <laughs> I'm sure and the only thing that's gonna the only thing that's gonna help it is some more cowbell. I'm sure we're gonna more get an, cowbell. I'm sure we're gonna get an, another email from whoever sent in the uh, Derek Anderson comment. Re- I, I would love to, to I would love to get an email on that because I I would love to hear what the defense of of wanting Derek Anderson on the team is. I mean, the only quarterback in the NFL that's pro- Probably worse than him is Demarcus Russell. So go ahead and send that one into John at HarryHogFootball.com. But if you guys have any other email, general email, send it to RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. And if you know the answer to Tom's trivia, send it to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. And let me see. And hey, and how about a shout-out to Sharon over in uh, Tampa area? I was in uh, Orlando last week and um, commented that I was there, and uh, she – Cause she follows, uh, she's a Facebook friend and follows on uh, Twitter. And, uh, she's like, hey, I'm right down the street. So, so what did she do? Did she to... watch the game with you? No, she was, I guess she was about 30 or 45 minutes away. But, um, I was there. Yeah, I was in Orlando all last week. And then here I am tonight doing this podcast from lovely, balmy Boca Raton, Florida. So I'm back in Florida this week. Dude, you're That's in Boca. Interesting. So anyway, yeah, shout out to Sharon in, uh, um, where? Orlando? Tampa. Tampa. And, um, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Hail to the Redskins. And remember this week, as always, give me a seat, Cowboys fan. Joke that's right. And if you're going to buy anything from Amazon.com, go to our website because it helps us out. It's HarryHogFootball.com. How do you spell that, John? H-A-R-R-Y, HogFootball.com. Amen, brother. Joker. <laughs>